Welcome to Heart Church. We believe that the gospel has the power to change your whole life or your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. We've had a, a great time um, over these uh, last weeks looking at the presence of God. And um, I wanted to, um, this is, pro- this is the, the last week with this particular emphasis that we've, we've had. Um, and I've, I've, I've wanted to take a slightly different angle, um, which, which is this, what do you do when you can't feel the presence of God? I mean, it's great, isn't it? It's great when we're talking about the presence of God, but you know, we've got to remember that not everybody in the room is feeling the same thing. Not everybody in the room understands what you're talking about. And, and it can be that they don't, want to, they don't even want to say because it's difficult. It's difficult when everyone's saying, oh, did, did, you, did you feel him? Did you feel, oh, just, I could just sense him. And you're, you're like, mm, yeah. And in the, in the inside, you're thinking, what? I don't know. I want my dinner. I don't know. Can't think. So I wanted to just, I wanted to come and, and be practical um, and, and just talk us through some stuff. Let me say as well, I just think that this, this is one of the things that I really feel um, as we emerge from this time. We need to equip people to live their lives. And I know, I know that we, you know, when I, when I was young, just before electricity was invented, but when, when, I was, when I was young, you know, you went to a church and you never heard what anyone else in the city was saying. Unless, for some reason, you've got a tape. Does anyone remember what tapes are? I've lo- if, if you're 20 or under, I think I've lost you in this moment. But you got a tape of somebody. And that was the only way you were going to hear another message. Now, you can go on YouTube and listen to anybody in the world say anything. And there's some parts of that which is absolutely awesome and amazing. And there's some parts of that which are are challenging, which I'm not going to get into now. But one of the things that I really sense is that we're living in a season, we've got to equip people to live their lives. And, And for me, that's even impacted my style of preaching a little bit, because I want to really give people practical things to help them because you know listen I, I also love those messages you know I, I love the messages where you're just experiencing every moment you know like Jesus Jesus we love Jesus Jesus is somebody who 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 just gets hold of your life and transforms your life but you've got to trust him you've got to let go of some stuff like like Moses mother had to push that baby out into the Nile she had to let go she had to trust him and I'm telling you, you need to let go and you need to trust Him today. Can anyone say amen? Can anyone say hallelujah? Because you got to believe Him today. Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me from the front to the back? Can you hear me? Listen, it's all great. I'm not taking, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking anything away. I love those kind of preachers too. But it can't, for me, just be an experience that you have on a Sunday. Or it can't just be a YouTube experience that you absolutely love and, and you walk away thinking that was awesome. 
But what's your takeout? What's your takeout from that moment? So, so that when, you, when you're walking away, it's okay. I think every time you listen to the word of God, you should be thinking to yourself, what can I apply to my life of this? What, 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 how can this make a difference to my Monday afternoon or my Thursday morning? And so I want to be practical today. What do you do when you can't feel the presence of God? And I want to, I want to say um, that everybody, I don't care who you are, Everybody has that, those moments. I know you might look around you and think that some people are so spiritual that they're just living so close to Jesus every moment of every day. Sometimes I look around me and I think people are so spiritual. and they're living. But listen, it, it's not true that every moment of every day we're living with the same level of intensity. Um, in Psalm 22, you know, David wrote prophetically about Jesus' words on the cross where Jesus himself said these words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I don't know about you, but that gives me a moment because have you ever been in one of those seasons in your life where you have just been in so much internal pain. I mean, Jesus was not only in internal pain, he was in external pain. And, and there's something in us, isn't there, that, that says in those moments, if ever I should be feeling God intensely, if ever I should be feeling the presence of God intensely, it should be in those moments. That's what, our, that's what our, our brains tell us. And I don't think that's an unreasonable thing. But, but the truth is, had God abandoned Jesus? Absolutely not. And God won't only not abandon Jesus, he'll never abandon you. But we're not always gonna feel things in the same, the same way. It just, it felt like that in the moment. And, and you know, we, we, if you live long enough in life, you're going to have some battles. You're going to have some trials. You're going to have some troubles. You're going to have some stuff you don't get. You're going to have to work through some dry seasons where it just feels like you're going through the motions. And that's what I want to speak to today because I think that we survive those seasons better if we're equipped for them. Now, you know, I've, 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 listen, I've experienced these times many times and, uh, and, and I've, you know, I've, I've handled them um, with varying degrees of um, what should I say of, of, of well, of it working? It, you know, sometimes I've not handled it very well. Other times it's, it's gone better. First thing I want to say to you is when God feels far away, don't assume you've done something wrong. 
When God feels far away, don't assume you've done something wrong. Now, if you know you have, if you know you have, then repent. Just bring it to the cross and move on. You know, when I, when I, when I, when I come, when I know I've stuffed up, I've said something I shouldn't, I've done something I shouldn't, you know, and, you know, I, I, what do I do? Well, I, I just come and confess my sin, knowing that God's going to forgive me because of Jesus. And then another thing, if, if I'm not sensing the presence of God for an extended period of time, you know, I'm reminded of Psalm, Psalm 51, where, where David uh, prayed this, and I, I love it. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. How many times have I prayed this? You know, when you're out of shape. Because it's not, it's not just sometimes that, you know, um, you are feeling that God is distant. Sometimes you find some not great attitudes rising up in you. You know, you get angry at God. Maybe, maybe you've never got angry at God. Maybe you're much holier than I am. But I've got angry at God many times. <laughs> but then I have to come and pray. Renew, renew a right spirit within me because I can't get there myself. I need you, Spirit of God, to help me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me, my God. Have you ever prayed this? Restore to me the joy of thy salvation. God, I need, give me my joy back. I've lost, I've lost my joy. I need, I need you to do that and, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Amazing, amazing uh, prayer. And, and, I, and I have to pray it. And I think that, again, we remind ourselves, this is not just me. I think when you're living through these kind of seasons, you think everybody is a millimeter away from Jesus except you. And you are just the only one who's feeling this way. And it's not true. The second point I want to say to us, to help us, is to acknowledge that our feelings can lie to us. And I know that, we, you know, we live, we live in a time and a season where there's so much emphasis on the way that we feel. Now, there's something that's really good about this because there's something that's honest, truthful, and vulnerable about re being real about your feelings. But then at the same time, feelings need to be managed so that we acknowledge them, but we don't allow them to rule our lives. And I believe that God helps us with that. Feelings will speak to us. But then I think, listen, we've all, we've all had those experiences where we've, what can I say? You, you felt that you weren't going to enjoy it. And then actually you did. You actually, or, you know, you felt that there was something about that person you didn't like. And then actually, you know what? <laughs> They're really nice. 
and what I'm saying is we get it wrong. Our feelings will, yes, I, I know that someone sat there right now thinking, oh yeah, but I remember I felt that about that person and I was right. I was absolutely, yeah, I know. I know we can feel it and get it right. But the point is that our feelings will not always lead us to the right place. Feelings will speak to us about the facts, but not necessarily the truth. Now, what I mean by that is that there is a difference for us who follow Jesus between facts and the truth. What do I mean? Well, the fact is that money is tight. The truth is my God will meet all my needs according to his glorious riches. So we speak truth to our facts. We know the facts are there. The, the, the fact is right now I'm sick, but the truth is Jesus is my healer. And, and, and whether through modern medicine or a miracle, Jesus is going to heal me. I speak truth to my facts because our feelings will fluctuate, but we don't, we shouldn't let them dictate. In uh, Deuteronomy 31, um, verse 6, and these words were also echoed in the first chapter of, 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 of Joshua, it says this Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. So that, there's some truth right there that needs to be spoken to some facts. Because the only reason that is being said is because somebody needed to hear it. Because they weren't feeling strong. They weren't feeling courageous. I know right now that as Andy and I sit here uh, and talk about coming back to church, there are some people, and uh, I know that, I know that Jubilee Campus, there was a big round of applause. Shout out to Jubilee Campus. Amazing. Big round of applause as we thought we'd gather. And it is exciting. It is, it is, it is amazing. But not everyone's feeling the same way about that. Some people are nervous about it. If we're being honest. And, and some of us like the idea of gathering rather than actually gathering. I get that. Um, and some of us are genuinely fearful and some of us genuinely have got quite used to just chilling on a Sunday morning and doing our own thing. So it's going to be a challenge for some of us just to re-engage. But, but that, I think this is some of the things that I, we, we should be saying to ourselves. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Because we're going to put everything in place that we possibly can. We're going to follow all the government guidelines as we have right from the beginning to make sure that everything is as safe for you. But there comes a point, you know, that, that as church we should gather. If I can walk into a shop, if I can walk down the street, if I, you know, it, 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 there has to come a point where I re-engage with our with our community. So these things, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be terrified. Why? Because the Lord goes before you. They had to be said because there was the presence of feelings to the contrary. 
And I want to say to us, you know, in everything that we're facing right now, we acknowledge the challenge. Because note, note, this doesn't say that there isn't anything going wrong. It says don't be terrified because of them. There was a them that we, had, we could be potentially terrified of. But God's saying don't. Because of me, don't be terrified. Because of me, be strong. Because of me, be courageous. Because I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So I speak that into your heart and into your spirit. But most importantly, that is something that you need to speak into your own heart and spirit. By the grace of God, come on, you can do this. God, I, I, feel, I feel a bit overwhelmed by this. I feel a bit overwhelmed by thinking about being around people again. I don't know, Lord. I don't know whether I can do it. But Lord, I am calling upon you and asking you, give me strength. Give me courage, Lord. I'm, I'm certainly a bit terrified about some of that stuff, but Lord, I'm trusting you that you're going to help me. And in spite of myself, I'm not just going to go and endure it, I'm going to go and enjoy it in Jesus' name. The next point I want to make to us is for those who may have been struggling to experience the presence of God, is good habits can get us through a dry season. Good habits can get us through a dry season. Routines can help us connect. What do I mean by that? Let me take it away from what I'm going to say and then I'll bring it back. So good uh, this weekend, uh, Joe, my son, came up from London. We went out for a meal with him on Thursday night, Thursday night was beautiful. The sun was shining. We went to a little uh, pub locally. We had a, we had a pub uh, dinner. It was amazing. And, you know, we haven't seen him for a while, spent time with him for a while. And it was just so amazing to reconnect, to have some nice food, to sit in the sunshine. And it was a really, a really precious memory. And, and, that, and, and something, you know... Uh, something really good came out of that. We all left that moment really feeling something, something special. It was time to be together. It was a nice atmosphere. We had some good food. We talked. Connection was restored. Now, it's a, that's a similar thing to what I'm talking about. When we do, we do certain things to restore connection with God. The first thing we need to do is we need to set time aside. Set time aside. And the problem with some of us is that we feel like we've got to be setting aside two hours for it to have any, any purpose at all. Or I haven't got two hours. I don't know what I'd do with the two hours. So listen, I would say set aside five minutes. Start. Do something that is going to stir your appetite. But set time aside. And you know what? We've got our phones if you don't remember, you say, oh, I was going to, but I forgot. Set an alarm. Set an appointment in your diary. Do what you need to do to set yourself up for success. Read the Bible. What do I mean by that? Again, not for hours. If you can, brilliant. But the point for me is that we're talking to people who are struggling to engage with the presence of God. 
And we need to approach the Bible not in a way like it's dry and boring. Oh, you know what? All right, I'll do it. I'm not going to get anything out of it. I never understand what I'm reading. If you're going to approach it like that, then it's going to be very difficult for you to get anything out of any experience if you approach it with that attitude. You've got to, I want to suggest to you that you approach the Bible like it's a love letter to you. And I genuinely, uh, there are two areas. I mean, I would, I would get you to engage with the New Testament primarily, but also the Psalms. Because that's the, 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 you're going to get some things in there that are, you know, if you, if you read the Gospels, if you read about Jesus, read about who he is and, and what he does. If you read the, the Psalms, I lo- what I love is the honesty and the, and the, the reality and the vulnerability. The, the Psalms don't mess around. They say exactly like it is. And, and, and I think that you might find something in there that echoes in your own soul. So set time aside, read the Bible like it's a love letter, which is to do with an attitude. Read, read it like God's got something to say to you today. And I'll say it again, success in reading the Bible isn't about how much you've read, it's about what you've got out of the experience. Ticking off the box to say you've read it doesn't earn you brownie points with God in heaven. Awesome Lord, see, I did it. Right, gonna crack on now, but you're happy. I'm happy, let's crack on. It's not like that. This is about relationship. God's got some stuff to say to you. And he will say to it to you through his word. And it may just be a verse. It could even be part of a verse, but that is your food for the day. That's for you to go and meditate upon and chew it over. You don't have to remember everything you've read, but there's something a nugget in there that's for you, that's going to feed you during the day. Talk to him. Some people call that prayer. It is prayer, but it's just talking to him in your normal voice about real stuff that's going on in your life. Maybe some of you find it difficult to to talk. Well, write it down. You know, it doesn't have to be all neat and beautiful, you know, like you see these uh, Instagrammers with their journals and their flowers and their illustrations and their incredibly neat, beautiful writing. And you think, that's awesome. This side of heaven, I will never be able to produce that. We're not talking about that. Get an old notebook, something that it doesn't matter about, and just write. You don't even have to read it again. Just write out your prayers and just be real before God. Create an atmosphere conducive to connection. It's about getting away from going through the motions. Imagine if we'd have um, gone to uh, have a meal with Joe. I've been on my phone the whole time. Only, you know, every now and again saying, is it all right? You're enjoying that? Yeah. Good, good. Sorry, let me just, uh, yeah. That, that would, just sat, being sat there on my phone would have completely changed the experience because I wasn't connecting with him. So we, we did things that 
made that environment conducive to connection. And it's the same with our walk with God. Remember, prayer isn't just shopping lists, requests and, and requirements. It's about saying, God, you know, I find it really tough at the moment. Or it's like saying, God, you know what? I loved that yesterday. Oh, it was such a beautiful day. We had such a great time. It's that, it's, it's talking about, it's about friendship. You getting what I'm saying? I think we can also ask people to, to pray for us and to pray with us. You know, um, if you're going through a time where you are not uh, experiencing the presence of God, you know, I'm, I'm, when I say pray for, for me, you know, getting people to pray for me. I mean, sometimes people will say to me, pray for me, Pastor, because they think that my prayers are better than their prayers and that God, God's more likely to hear my prayers than he is to hear their prayers. That's not true. Never. Never. God will always hear your prayers and he's not in any way more likely to hear my prayers. But I, I want to say that it's a good thing to ask someone to pray to pray for you, uh, and to pray, to pray with somebody. Uh, Charles, Charles Maxey is, a, is, a, is an artist who did this great book. Um, but one of the, just a quote from that book says, what's the bravest thing you've ever said? Asked the boy. Help, said the horse. What's the bravest thing you've ever said? Asked the boy. Help, said the horse. I just think that's incredibly powerful. Because one of the things I, I do, there's this stuff on social media at the moment, like don't tell anybody your stuff, just keep it all to yourself. I, there's so much on there that's trying to get you, it looks good, but it's trying to get you to live in fear. Don't share your business with anybody because you know what, all they're doing is looking for an opportunity to share it with other people. What well, are the people like that out there? Should that be the church? No. No. Are there people like that in church? Well, of course there are because there are people in church. But we need to keep pointing the church up the mountain to where we're supposed to be, to where we were supposed to be going. And that means that we need to trust one another and be vulnerable with one another. In a similar way, if your fire has gone out, go and find someone with fire. You know, one of the things... One of the things that I think is really good, uh, you know, when you're feeling a bit low or you're feeling like, as I say, the presence of God, you're not feeling it like you should. If you start telling your stories, start speaking out some of the things that God has done for you. Or go up to somebody, now we can, and say, tell me how you came to the Lord or tell me, tell me something great that God has done for you. Stories are incredibly powerful. And I've had the fire in my own heart reignited when I've heard somebody's story, because that story has reminded me of some of the stories that God has done for me and it reignites something. Faith is contagious. Faith is contagious. I want to say that we need to address our internal, internal dialogue. Psalm 42 verses five to six talks about, why are you downcast on my soul? Why so disturbed within me? You know, that's, that's the psalmist addressing their internal dialogue. Hey, why are you feeling this way? Why are you feeling so disturbed? God is good. 
goes on to say in those verses, therefore I will remember you. I will remember. I think it's good sometimes to question why, I'm, why are you feeling the way you are? Now I watched, I watched a documentary yesterday. Won't go into that for time's sake, but like, my goodness me, you know, I've got so much to be grateful for. I've got health, I've got strength, I've got energy, you know, I, I can walk, I can talk. I've, you know, I've got a loving family. There's so much to give thanks for. Am I a millionaire? No. Am I driving a Maserati? No, I don't need them. But there's so much to be grateful for. Don't miss the good stuff that's already in your life. Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Saviour and my God. I'm running out of time, but you know, sometimes I have to sing till I feel like singing. Sometimes I have to speak out hope until I feel hopeful. I don't bow to the way I'm feeling. Why? Because God is greater than my feelings. And I choose to believe. Belief isn't always based on feelings. It is a decision. Lord, this is what I'm feeling. I'm not saying ignore them. I'm not saying deny it. But Lord, I choose to trust You. I choose to believe You. And speak over Speak over yourself. I am alive with Christ. I am born again. I thank God that the evil one cannot touch me. I thank God that I have the mind of Christ. I thank God that I have the peace that surpasses all understanding. I thank God that He supplies all my needs. Oh, I know I've got all this stuff going on, but this is my God. I am God's workmanship and He does great works and has got great works for me to do. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I haven't got much purpose right now, but you know what? My God has put me on this planet with a purpose already. All the days ordained for me were written in His book before one of them came to be. If you haven't got a job right now, God is gonna make sure you get a job because God has put you on this earth to, to, to live out your purpose and He's not gonna leave you bereft and abandoned. And then finally, as I hand back, turn down the volume of your life. If you're feeling that God is distant, if you're feeling that you can't feel Him. Turn down the volume of your life. Isaiah 30 verse 15 says, in quietness and trust is your strength. I just think sometimes our lives are so overwhelmed with noise. I wanna say, take out the headphones, turn off the radio, withdraw from social media, turn off the TV, turn off the games console. This is about finding a place of quietness that will seep into your soul. Trust and confidence in God that you've got this, Lord, and you've got me. I wanna say that to you, to your heart, to your soul. Here's City Site online, Jubilee Campus. He's got you. He's got you. He's with you. Don't let your feelings dictate to you. God is present. He is with you. He will make a way in Jesus' name. Amen. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.